0: Fifth line, Mike Todd here in arena, host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now,
1: here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman.
0: What is up, everyone, and welcome to this Wednesday drop of Subjectively Speaking. We don't know what we're doing, we're having an identity crisis. My name is Jeremy
1: and i'm laura
0: and we have three games of blue jackets past to talk about no games of blue jackets current to talk about of you know blue jackets now but we do have some games of blue jackets future to talk about on this episode so we're so glad that y'all are with us for this one you know the blue jackets laura they're coming off of a three-game road trip. I'm also coming off of a road trip, so that's why I'm, like, so dejected and so, so freaking tired. I, like, my body has not caught back up to the time zone that I'm in. The seven hours total of sleep that I got when I was in Los Angeles is now uh, prohibiting my ability to actually form sentences at a uh, reasonable clip. So that's where I'm at. A really good day to be hosting a podcast.
1: Well, but what's really fun and exciting about that is that you were technically in the same time zone as the Blue Jackets.
0: That forward. was a unique that was a unique part because everybody was tweeting about how like late the game was and all that kind of stuff. And it's like nine o'clock for me and I'm like looking at like it just felt like I was watching a game, you know, here in Columbus and you know, they were at home and I was just watching it on TV. But but yeah, no, it was it was strange.
1: Well, I'm glad that both you and the Blue Jackets are back home in Ohio, but we do need to talk about this little road trip of of the teams, which started in Arizona, then went to Las Vegas, and then for some reason, someone thought it was a good idea to fly all the way back over to Buffalo. Um but it was an interesting series there were some ups and some downs but we wound up getting 4 of 6 points out of this three game series which is awesome the blue jackets are now 10 and 6 on the season this is the shortest amount of time it has taken a blue jackets team to get to 10 to 10 wins on a season in franchise history which is awesome we love that um so yeah, let's start off with with some positives with Arizona. Um that was an interesting, an interesting game. It was a lot of um back and forth. we started on this trajectory of just like absolutely insane second periods, um, but like kind of insane in a good way, not like last year or the year before where it was just pure mother effing chaos and usually when we could <laughs> determine that the wheels had entirely fallen off for the team. Um, but the, the fun thing about Arizona is we got a lot of people on the board. Um, one person for the first time, Justin Danforth got his first ever uh, NHL goal, which was very exciting in his second ever NHL game. So, Big ups to him. Uh, that was very exciting, and it was a big, a big push uh, for us because, you know, uh, we went one-one in the first period. Um, Ryan Dezingle, um former Blue Jacket, uh, for like two and a half months. Um, yeah, former
0: Blue Jacket and current asshole. But we'll get there.
1: Yeah, he's got some rage issues, I think, and particularly towards us. And, I mean, I don't really know why you want to blame the players for you not getting offered any sort of deal with Columbus, my friend. But, um, you weren't that great when you played for us. So, I think, I think, it's also been three years. So, I think it's time. I think it's time for you to, like, let it go. Um because he was he was a uh, master asshole number 1 during that entire game. He did get the coyotes um on the board uh right away in the first period followed up by a, the first of almost three goals for our captain Mr. Boone Jenner who was on fire in Arizona. Like he was he was all sorts of just ready to lead this team into whatever circumstances were necessary. Um, I
0: forgot about that entirely. Like I actually entirely forgot about the fact that we thought he had a hat trick and then he didn't. So
1: yes, um, it was, <laughs> it was a deflated moment, but not really. Cause we, we didn't really find out that he didn't get credited with the goal until like quite a little bit afterwards. So everyone was still like, Boone got a hat-trick. But yeah, it was a lot of back and forth in the second. Phil Kessel comes in, scores unassisted in the second period. Boone then comes back, gets his second goal, assisted by Oliver Bjorkstrand and Jake Bean. Um, Justin Danforth comes in, gets, like I said, his first goal of his NHL career in just his second game. Um, And then Kraus comes back and... Does he tie it up? Yes. No. Yes, he does. Um, makes it a 3-3 game. Coming to the third period, this is where we thought Boone got a hat trick, but ended up being credited to Zach Um, We are up 4-3. And then at that very, almost towards the end of the last sort of like six-ish minutes in the period, um, Chichurin? Is that how we're pronouncing his last name?
0: Chichurin? Uh, Chichurin. Chikrin.
1: Ch- Chikrin, Thank you. Um, comes back and ties it up for the Coyotes. We could not in that last six minutes. There was a big goalpost hit. We were really trying. Trying to just win it in, regu- in regulation. Didn't get it. Go into um, overtime. Still nothing. Head on into the shootout go seven rounds in the shootout all of which i had my eyes closed going we're going to freaking lose this game we've had one of the best games that we've ever (laughs) we've played this season and we're gonna lose it but
0: you remember that i literally said to you like we were watching the game and i said this feels like the kind of game that we're gonna lose in the shootout like i said that in like the second period It just like had that feeling. And so I very much did not anticipate it to end well, but it did. And for that, we are thankful for not only Igor Sinikov, but for Jody Shelley for pretty much just saying that that game was going to end the way that it did, almost in like an arrogant way that I thought was like really empowering, that I was just a really big fan of.
1: Yeah, he did. He said, he looked at Jeff River and said, this is over, Jeff. We're done. He's going to come out here and win it. Let's pack it up. And by God, he did. Came on out. Beautiful shot. Would have been probably, you know, better if we would have put him in maybe like two or three rounds earlier and we could have just wrapped this whole situation up. Um, But yeah, Chinnikov comes in, wins it. Big old smile on his face. Um, And yeah, it was just a lot of a lot of anxious moments there because, you know, after you get past that those first three rounds of a shootout, you're like, All right, here we go. <laughs> um solid performance by Elvis again. Um yeah, it was it was it was touch and go there for a minute, but you know, we pulled through and that was the most important part.
0: Do you wanna know what the analytics had to say about Elvis's performance or would you rather not?
1: fine
0: um no i mean nothing like terrible these games happen right like uh in this game the blue jackets had an expected goal total of (laughs) 4.89 so not too far off like realistically but um the coyotes had one of 2.3 so um you know like the uh the fourth goal uh the chicken goal um had a 4.6% chance of going in. Uh, so like that one wasn't great. Um, so the Kessel goal had a 3.1% chance of going in. So they had a few goals on some low quality shots, which I think this kind of leads to the conversation that you then had, or we had together about why all this started in Vegas as well, because I think we were both under the impression that Courtby was probably going to start in Arizona, and that Elvis would start in Vegas, and then, you know, figure it out with Buffalo, but but yeah, Elvis started against Vegas, and I'm realizing that I probably should have talked about the Arizona game, because I watched that one, and I did not watch the Vegas game, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, like, going into that game, you want to start Elvis, because yeah, like, did I say Arizona, I mean Vegas. Um, I don't know, my brain is gone, y'all. I don't have a brain. <laughs> anyway, you start him in the Vegas game because of not having necessarily like a quality start in the Arizona game, even though you get a win. And so Elvis has had a couple games recently where I think that's the case, right? Like, even if he's got a win, it might not necessarily be considered a quality start. And so I think letting him play through that and like recognize that, like, yeah, like you can get wins when you don't play at your best. And then you can lose games that you honestly don't play bad in because by all accounts, he played pretty well against Vegas. You know, obviously I'll let you speak to the actual game, but like when you look at again, the analytics corner that I am trying so desperately hard to establish. Um, I mean, the the golden Knights like dominated that game after uh, the second period started, right? Like the blue jackets led and expected goals all the way up until about um about the time where Vegas scored their first goal, which was about 27 minutes into the game. So about seven minutes in the second period. And after that, like it was game over. <laughs> like it was just all bad. And, and Elvis saved about, you know, um, one and a half goals over expected. Like he, he played pretty well.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't, don't worry about, not having much to say um, because you didn't see this game because, oh, I'm happy to talk about this dumpster fire of a situation that we entered ourselves into in Vegas. Um, I will say had the version of the blue jackets that were there in the first period of the game stayed for the whole game, um, we would have won because we were dynamite in the first period. We were, We looked sharp. We looked ready. We, I mean, Gus Nyquist scored 45 seconds into this game. And I was like, holy crap. You know, I went into this. I go into most games this season with pretty much a a moot expectation of like, if we win, awesome. If we lose, all right. But particularly with games against teams that are like, you know so to, sort of like i don't want to say like the over exaggerated but like the teams that get all the attention you know your golden knights your maple leaves your lightning like those situations i tend to go into it with a oh no like we're either going to be like the the joke situation where it's like of course they beat the blue jackets 10 to <laughs> 10 to 4 or whatever like You know, so it gets a little bit anxious, anxiety ridden, I should say, for me in these situations, because I just never want us to look like I never want us to be embarrassed. And because these games get a lot of attention. And so, you know, we come into this first period, Gus scores right away, which is awesome. Great for Gus's, you know, confidence going into this season, like really sort of sets the tone for this first period. Um and honestly, a great first period for Jake Bean and Zach Wierenski too, because Alexander Texier, um, gets the second goal for that period for us. Both of those goals were assisted by Bean and Wierenski, and like it was just it was Dynamo. I was like, oh my god, are we really gonna be like this team that comes in and beats Vegas like? On a Saturday night in Vegas, blah blah blah. No, so you see what happened was they went down the tunnel to the locker room, and when they came back, they were not the same team. Yeah,
0: when they Um, came
1: back, the the entire second period was just hot garbage. Um. Obviously we were able Elvis was able to hold them off um for quite some time in the second period um before Colasar. Yes, Colasar? Is that how we're pronouncing his name? Yeah, Keegan Colasar um, scored and got the Vegas Golden Knights on the board, but we just I mean do you, do you I don't know know remember Keegan exactly Colasar, what
0: do you know the Keegan Colasar um trivia?
1: uh was he one of our original was he one of our draft picks um i'm
0: like gonna give you half credit like i'm not gonna give you full credit like but you're not failing the class uh so he, he was picked using a blue jackets pick that was traded to vegas so
1: oh so he's like our first cousin once removed or something like that yeah
0: i guess you could call him that yeah he was oh no wait we did draft him. Oh, oh my God. I'm cracked up. Oh, out. so I'm um, getting an A
1: in this class. You are,
0: yeah. We traded him for Vegas' second-round pick in 2017. So gotcha. we're there. We're back. I love gotcha. that we we got there eventually.
1: I love that trivia moment. It was fun. I'm glad that Thank I you. ended up being right in the end. That's really fun. As you,
0: as you always are.
1: Not usually, but... Um, yeah, I don't. You can probably tell me in your in your analytics side of it, but I know we did not get a shot on goal for just like a very long time.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to give you that information because it is right here. Um, so yeah, really
1: embarrassing. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's are you not embarrassed? Uh, so yeah, the jackets had a shot at the. Oh, God. With 5.37 left in the second period. Yep. And then went until the 8.54 mark of the third period before getting another shot off. So, what, 17 minutes without a shot? So, really stellar. (laughs) Really good work. And the worst part about that, right? Like, you look at that and you think, oh, like, you go that 17 minutes, like, And at the end of that 17 minutes, it's still a 2-2 hockey game. Like, you still have a chance. And when you look at, you know, quality shots or cumulative expected goals, like, after that shot, like, the Dragons actually start playing a little bit more competitively. And they still find a way to lose the game because you can't go 17 minutes without playing hockey, essentially, and expect to win very many hockey games. And quite honestly, again, like the fact that this is a 3-2 hockey game, it's like a testament to Elvis, <laughs> essentially.
1: Oh, and yeah. I and mean, to, yeah. Elvis was, I mean, as per usual, Elvis was standing on his head to keep us in this game because it is, you know, it's a miracle that we went that long without them scoring. It's a miracle that we made it to, you know, the... 445 mark in the in the third period before uh, Vegas got their second goal, like we held them out for that long. I mean, at this point though, like this would have been one of those games where it's like we could have won it, but we wouldn't have like, we didn't deserve to win um, if we had. Um, and then obviously, they end up getting the third and final goal um, in the third period. And it was frustrating. It was really, really frustrating. I know that the team was frustrated in all of their, their post-game interviews. Uh, Lars was like, even Lars said, he's like, we just fell asleep for like a certain period of time. And like, you can't do that. He's like, you can't do that and expect to win a hockey a hockey games in the NHL. Like, he's like, I forget exactly how he phrased it, but it was just an overall, like, bummer. Like, they played so well in the first period. Like, they definitely outplayed the Knights in the first period. And, you know, for whatever reason, uh, whenever they just came back out on the ice, it just did not go well. Um, I was a little, I mean, I know I've watched Vegas games on TV before, But um, I was a little confused about some of their rituals um, because we did get a lot of penalties in the Vegas game, which was also one of our bigger issues. But when they yell shame, like when the other team goes into the box, I was like, I'm not sure what is happening, but it's weird. So to be
0: fair, to be fair. We did used to play a German death metal song when, <laughs> when we would have a power play. So, like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of rituals. Like, I, may I introduce you to the pizza song, right? Like, I like people probably we watch don't Blue Jackets games Correct, but people probably watch Blue Jackets games for the first time. And after we score a third goal, they're probably like, why in the hell are they chanting chili in their arena right now? Like, so... We are probably, well, yes, the rest
1: this, the I don't know. I just didn't quite understand the shame part of it. Like, yeah, like, for shame, shame on you. You. like
0: yeah, right,
1: 100%. But you know,
0: it's like a way of taunting the, the opposing player who has just done their team wrong.
1: Um, so yeah, no one was like, no one was sad that that game was over. Um, we could just take it back all the
0: way to like high school football games and just do like the you can't do that. We could just do that. Like
1: that oh, would be that's true. That be fun. I guess. Um. But yeah, it was a it was just a not great showing in Vegas, and which is sad because it is a it's a fun place for the team to play. It's a great atmosphere. We typically play there on Saturday nights. There were you know. A good amount of Blue Jackets who made or Blue Jacket fans, fifth liners that made the the trek to Vegas for the game, uh, Fun Dip made it over to to the Vegas game, and you know, aside from Elvis in that first period, you can just throw that the rest of that game away because it just it was not good. And I'm sure you'll disagree with me on this, but and it's not just because I don't like the like it's not like i don't like the vegas Golden knights i really don't like those freaking shiny helmets i think that they <laughs> i think that they look like they're on a cheesy game show
0: Wait, you thought i would disagree with you about that
1: well it tends to be that every time i have an opinion about like aesthetic things or like weird things that happen you typically disagree with me so i just assume that you would be like the golden helmets are amazing i hate them i think they look stupid they look like toy soldiers
0: well that's usually because you're wrong but on this one you're right and i agree <laughs> that we're not posting
1: a video for this so no we might now um <laughs> it's okay and- i have a great manicure this time so it's fine
0: that looks good so yeah i um yeah i hate it and I almost, I like, am almost a little, little, little bit more okay with the Kings version of this. I don't know if you've seen it. Like, I don't, it still looks bad. Like, it's still bad, but I don't think it looks as bad as Vegas's. Vegas is just like, it looks bad. Cheap. I didn't even, I didn't even know they wore them <laughs> until just now. Like, yeah, just told they me wore them. them. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Um, You were probably too young for this reference. But they just remind me of the game show Legends of the Hidden Temple. How old do you think stu- I am? What do What <laughs> students- is my government is? Well, I'm talking about the original version of Legends of the Hidden Temple, not the one they brought they-
0: back. I do think they remade it, and that is probably. But listen, we're there for it.
1: Um, and the stupid like golden monkey thing—that is. They look cheap. They look like if they were to take a hit, like, on the glass or on the ice, that the plastic parts would fall off of it. Like, they just look cheap. So, I don't like it.
0: I just know full well that those helmets are probably, like, how much How much do we think those helmets are, like, in real life? Like, they're probably, like, what, like, $800?
1: Oh, yeah. They're probably, like, at least double what a team would normally pay for a helmet because of the stupid gold painting on them.
0: What are you going to do, right?
1: But, hey, Vegas has tons of money. So they, do. they do. I guess
0: have they can do money. with it what they will. Well, a team that doesn't have a lot of money, that's not fair. <laughs> I actually don't know what their current budget standing is, um, is the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> and so we'll talk a little bit about this game, which was just absolutely ridiculous. Um it just, like, is one of those hockey games that, like, you win and you're happy that you won it, but but there really isn't, like, a ton to take away from it, right? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this is cool, right? Like, a couple of really good things happen, right? And, like, that's the takeaway, I think, is, like, some guys, like, anytime that you score seven goals in a game, a la this game against the Sabres on Monday, <laughs> naturally, people are going to get on the board. People are going to, you know get a boost of confidence. And uh, the first person that does that is Jack Roslovic, who gets his first two goals of the season. Uh, And, um, you know, not much changes with the lineup, I think. Well, actually, I'm lying. Quite a bit changes with the lineup. Max Dummy comes back in for Justin Danforth, you know, the guy who just scored his first ever NHL goal. Well, he's out now. Um, And so... (laughs) Well, that's not
1: true. Max didn't come in for Danforth. Max came in in Vegas.
0: Hoffman, came. Uh,
1: Hoffman came back into the lineup for Danforth. for
0: Danforth. So, uh, so yeah, I think, you know, just in terms of, of that, you know, a little bit of a shakeup, uh, we'll talk obviously about max a little bit here. Uh, and so I think that's just good, right? Like to get Jack on the board twice in the first period, uh, with two really great goals, and so you you definitely have to be happy with that if you're a Blue Jackets fan. I know that some of the folks that we follow on Twitter have been like waiting for this day. <laughs> They've like, created like drafts there or tweets. To to send out.
1: There are a couple of fan accounts on Twitter that are very dedicated to Jack's success. And we're very excited to see yeah, they, were thriving.
0: they were thriving on Monday because he definitely played well. And, and then you have, uh, you know of course like blue jacket fashion right like the period's ending you're feeling good about the period ending and then um then it doesn't then it doesn't um <laughs> it doesn't end well and the sabre score make it 2-2 with 0. 0.3 seconds left on the game clock uh i'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name it's like uh jurgensen mm-hmm Yeah, we'll say that. I forget his... It's like Zeg something. He scores uh, off of a deflection and it goes past Corpy, which that's another change for the game. Corpy's starting in this one. And it's 2-2 going into the intermission and you're like, oh God, like what is this going to be? And then it got even weirder. (laughs) It got even weirder.
1: It really did. Like, you know, I said earlier, just this new pattern of like absolutely insane second period's and this, this second period was just, just nuts. I mean, I mean, one of the things to, to say about this Buffalo game is I, and I posted a meme that sort of matched. It was like, it was these three cats like sitting here and their heads were just going back and forth. Like, cause that's what this game was like this. This was, it was an insane game. We clearly won by a lot. This second period is a big part of that, but this is also a game that we could have so easily lost just because of how back and forth and ridiculous this is. But we started the second period, you know, Oliver gets his sixth goal of the season, 24 seconds into the second period, making it, you know, three, two. And then almost immediately following Max Domi gets his second goal of the season um, and then, f- first goal of the season, like, two and a half minutes later, Vladislav Gabrikov. like, we so quickly took this game from tied 2-2 to having a 5-2 lead on Buffalo before we even hit the five-minute mark in the period.
0: Yeah, that might happen.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> Um, well, we held it off for like a minute and 1 second. We held we held off Buffalo for a minute and 1 second. Um and Cousins came in and scored for them and then followed by another goal for them on the power play um by Thompson And then, like, the rest of that second period, I don't know if you could tell this because I know you were listening to the game, but the rest of that second period, because we were now at a 5-4 game, felt like it took forever because nothing was happening. We were just going back and forth with each other, you know, batting things around, goalies stopping, you know, all this sort of stuff, because you're always like, "Oh my god, we haven't even played 40 minutes of hockey, and we're already at five four. Like, this is so many goals. What are we supposed to do now? Like, and so end the second period finally. Go into the third period, and you're like, okay, so we're either gonna lose this, or it's gonna get crazy again. And it did. It got crazy again. Um, Because, you know, again, with the back and forth, we killed off two major penalties, a five on three and a five on four, which was our power play was not good last night. But to have our penalty kill, and they had already gotten two power play goals on us. So we really needed our penalty kill to come out and hold off. On these two very crucial. Because, again, this is where we could have lost this game. We could have lost this game at any moment on that 5-on-3 or 5-on-4. But we did not. And we prevailed. And we held them off. I believe they pulled their goalie with, like, maybe two and a half, three minutes left to go in the game. And here we go. Ring-a-ling-a-ling. Vladislav Gabrikov from, like, all the way on the other side of the ice scores his second goal an empty netter of the night shortly followed up with 10 seconds left to go in the game. Um, Sean Crowley gets himself on the board with his third of the season and another empty net to miraculously send us home with a seven, four win.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, to me, that game was reminiscent in a lot of ways to the first game against Arizona in that we scored a lot of goals but probably, like, didn't deserve to. Like, there weren't a lot of high-quality shot opportunities for the Jackets in in total during the game. Uh, you know, the Jackets realistically, like, trailed the entire game in expected goals. And it wasn't until... Um, you know actually like the sabers had about one a, one expected goal more than the jackets uh, up until the two empty net goals which obviously like those are going to be pretty high expectations for goals like <laughs> on shots on empty nets and so again it kind of like that scoreboard having seven goals like that's more indicative of playing a swiss cheese goalie than it is playing really stellar offense <laughs> because it is like it's a game that you like really could have possibly lost like you're out shot in it um you know not very frequently do the jackets lose the face-off battle this season which has been a nice change of pace but if they lose the faceoff battle you know again like you said buffalo's power play went two for four ours went oh for three uh you know we were out hit uh, you know we had more giveaways it just was a game that like realistically we could have lost and i don't think anybody would have been super surprised but thankfully you know that's not the case and so the jackets find a way and they take 4 out of 6 points on a road trip which you're going to take that every time especially when you've got vegas on that schedule uh granted when you have arizona and buffalo also on that schedule you're hoping you get 4 out of 6 because Arizona and Buffalo, right? Uh, but a lot of really great performances over the stretch of these three games. But of course, before we get the chance to talk to you all about, you know, the the great performances of our players during the last three game road trip, I want to talk to you all a little bit about our presenting partners at DraftKings. You heard it here first. You always hear it here first, right? Um The NHL season is underway, in case you weren't familiar. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. And new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal and it doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection, however they light the lamp, you're going to win some cash. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed, and everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with daily fantasy sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we'll talk about our three stars of this three game road trip. I think you went first on the last one. Mhm. Wow, we're getting good at this. We're really doing a good job and I'm really proud of us. So I will go first on this one. Uh so I obviously like I think it's hard, right? Like when you're looking at three games that I think like tell very different stories. Like I don't think that any of these games are really like like the other. Uh and so you know, I, I do think that it's safe to say that, um, that goaltending might not, the goaltender might not make our top three of this go around. And that's okay. They don't have to be in everyone. Uh, but my three, I'm probably going to go ahead. Ooh, I, th- I felt confident until I thought about it. Um, I'll give it to, to Boone Jenner. Uh, you know, almost just if only for his performance against Arizona. Uh, you know, he looked really good. Like he, he just shows you that like he can, he can do really scary things (laughs) from in and around the net. And I think that that's really important. I think that's how this team is going to score a lot of its goals moving forward. And, you know, again, you know, he has nine goals on the season at this point and that's, that's good for a, for a 46 goal pace. And I'm not sitting here trying to make the proclamation that Boone Jenner is going to have 46 goals this season, but wow, like that's pretty dope that he's scoring at that rate. I think my, I think my two. I think my two is going to be Max Domi. I think him coming back and playing as well as he did against Buffalo. He got three or three points uh, between his one goal and his two assists, and so that was a really you know great showing from him. But then also just you know you come back in a game, your first game back is against Vegas, and obviously the team is not playing very well around you, but ultimately. You know, he only on the ice for 12 minutes, but he gets his feet under him, plays okay, and then on Monday performs. So I'm going to give it to Max. And then I'm going to give my first star to Jack Roslovic, mostly because I think it's really huge that he was able to to start fighting his game, to be able to put a couple in the back of the net. And, and I think it speaks to that idea, right, of like players like Jack like are going to – to get streaky, right? And when they score and they can prove to themselves that they're capable of scoring, they just kind of follow. That's why I think a lot of folks are expecting players like Igor Tinnikov to like start lighting the lamp pretty frequently. I think that that was a big thing about the start of, you know, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand's career where it was just a matter of time before he finally started scoring, whether that was goals, whether that was assists. And he finally started doing it and he hasn't stopped since. He's got 18 points in 16 games. You know he's the Blue Jackets' leading scorer, and that's that's pretty freaking dope, right? So I think when you're looking forward to these streaky players, uh, you know he's one to look at. Jack Roslovic. He also had a point against Arizona, so he had three points in the three games, and so that is my three stars. How about you, friend?
1: I love that for you. That was so solid. Three stars or three, whatever. I love that.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> that was the positive <laughs> affirmation of my
1: I don't know. I just really I, I really liked it. Um so my third star or my yeah, my three stars uh is going to go to uh Jake Bean. Um I've just been really, really impressed with him lately. I mean, he played really well over the course of these three games, um, got quite a few assists. He has really turned out to be just a really great, um, defensive pairing with Zach Grinsky. Um, they did a special feature on being last night, um, before the Buffalo game about this pair of glasses that he's been using, um, when he trains. And from what I can understand, the pair of glasses, um, he, they basically change, um, at random intervals from light to dark when you're wearing them. Um, So he uses a ball or he uses his stick um, to do like um, different stick handlings and like offensive and defensive measures uh, with a ball as he's wearing these glasses and the lighting is changing from dark to light, dark to light, dark to light. Um, And this essentially allows him to better be able to see um, the puck on the ice, the puck when it's coming, you know, this way, that way, whatever. Um, and I really think it has improved upon his game. Um, there are several other like high profile players, um, that use the same pair of technology. And I just thought that was really interesting. And he is very like dedicated and determined. He knows his role, um, on this team. He knows that he's, he's here to be, you know, a good defensive partner with Zach. And I just really think he's filling those shoes very well. And, You know, it's not necessarily scoring goals, but he's getting assists and he's helping to make plays. And, you know, he was a big part of the two goals that we did get in Las Vegas. And so my third star is going to go to Jake Bean. My second, no one should be surprised, (laughs) is uh, Boone Jenner. Um, I mean, my God. I mean, over the course of these three games, like he... You know, he wasn't as ever present, I mean, in Vegas, but that was a rough game for everyone. But between Arizona and last night in um, Buffalo, you know, Boone is just, he's having an incredible season. I mean, had he gotten the official credit for that third goal, like he would be at 10 goals already for this season. And he is just doing, like we've said over and over and over again. It's no surprise. We are definitely Boone Jenner stands on this podcast. But, you know, he is just doing what he needs to as a captain to, you know, not only help the rest of the team, but also for himself, make sure that he's having the best start to a season possible. So number two goes to Boone. And then, yeah, I think my number one is going to be Max. God, I have missed him. I put it up on our Twitter account that it just feels so good to have Max back in the lineup, to have his energy back in the lineup and just his enthusiasm for this team and his enthusiasm for his own game. Like the way that he has already three times this season in just 16 games, three times has he come, has he rallied back from some pretty detrimental situations to get himself back in the game and (laughs) Lars said it last night in his post-game interview. He's like, Max is a pain in the you-know-what when he is injured and can't play because all he wants to do is get back out on the ice. So he is pestering people constantly to help him get back to 100%, to, you know, let him do this or the other thing. And he was just like, he is much less annoying when he is healthy. And (laughs) I just think that that is you know, adorable um, that (laughs) Lars would call him a pain. I love also that Lars was like, he's a pain in the, you know, what, Um, but I just, you know, miss Max. I think, you know, based on the number of likes that tweet got, I think I am not alone in my feelings that it's nice to see him back in the lineup and just hopefully we can keep him healthy and he can keep, you know, helping this team do the incredible things that we think and hope it can. I mean, just listening to Max talk about the team and it's, you know, he's like, we just, we go out there. This is the type of game that we're going to play. And he just, he is bought in and, you know, enough gushing. I'm just happy that Max is back. So he's my number one star.
0: I hope that they don't hurt you later this season.
1: Stop it. Let's focus on the now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But we can't focus on the now, right? We said that we were focusing on the past and the future, so we have to focus on the past and the future on this episode, and that is in the future.
1: Yes, but it's not (laughs) until 2022, and we're still in 2021, so we don't need to potentially think about the trade deadline right now. Because right now we're doing good, and right now Max is a crucial part of that. So. If it keeps going, then maybe we won't have to worry about it.
0: Maybe we won't. But do you know what we have to worry about?
1: These next three games?
0: Yeah, Pierre-Luc Dubois coming back.
1: (laughs) Yes. uh, The Blue Jackets are returning to the ice. um, If you're listening to this the day it comes out, tonight, um, as Winnipeg makes its first uh, appearance back in Columbus since before covid um and yes it is the return of Pierre-Luc Dubois to Nationwide Arena um since his very interesting we're going to call it the last stand um okay where he basically stood him stood out on the ice and didn't do anything so he could get himself benched um but it's been a roller coaster of emotions with Pierre-Luc Dubois I have forgiven him um Winnipeg is not, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're like struggling, but they have definitely only scored four goals in their last three games. So it's going to be interesting to see how we play against them Um, and definitely the energy because it's not only Pierre-Luc Dubois coming back, it is Riley Nash as well.
0: Yeah, I'm sure everybody's like super got that circled on their calendar.
1: <laughs> but whoever is in attendance tomorrow at the game is going to get or tonight, whenever you're listening to this, is going to get to see the two welcome back videos. Um, you know, the one for PLD and then the one for because I mean Riley Nash was with us for three years. So Yeah, well,
0: they'll, they'll both probably get one. I would I would think. I it'll be interesting though. I don't oh, I don't know. It'll be personally here's what I can't wait for I can't wait for everybody to boo Pierre-Luc Dubois and then have him score seven goals like I can't (laughs) wait for that because that seems to be the kind of shit that we're really manifesting and that we really do a lot as Blue Jackets fans so I'm really looking forward to that happening the one thing I am saddened by a little bit so obviously like Jack Rosovic will play um against his former Winnipeg Jets but I am a little sad that Patrick Lyon is gonna be out of the lineup obviously with his oblique strain but then uh also of course like just wanting to also touch on the fact that, uh, because we haven't recorded since, um but Patrick lost his father too, like while he's also in the midst of recovering from an injury and uh, you know, coming from somebody who has lost a parent in their early twenties, uh, obviously very very difficult. And I can't even begin to imagine like that feeling of, of being so removed from home when it happens to. Uh, and so obviously like the team is asking for privacy and the family is asking for privacy. And so obviously you grant that, but um, you do, of course, as fans, like want to wish, wish Patrick well and, and his family well in hopes that, um, you know, when, when Patty's back to good physical health, that, you um, he's mentally prepared to play hockey again. And that when he does play hockey again, it's all in in tribute of his father. And hopefully that obviously as difficult as it is, hopefully that's meaningful to him as he's, as he's navigating that life change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is definitely, um, that was shocking to see the team put that statement out the other day. Um, It was a, yeah. And, we want to respect his privacy and respect the family's privacy, but just sending our, you know, extremely heartfelt condolences to Patrick and his family. And, you know, Jeremy said it perfectly that, you know, hopefully once he is healed physically um, that emotionally, he's ready to come, come back and, and play in honor of his father. So, um, cause as much as I've read about Patrick, his father played a big role in his, career and his start in hockey and um, anytime losing a parent is never going to be um, an enjoyable experience. So our hearts go out to Patrick, um, but yes, he will not get this first opportunity to play against his former team. Um, That will have to come later on in the year. So it will be interesting. It's going to be another one of those kind of like even, even keeled matches Um, it'll be nice that we've had, like, that they've had a day at home, um, to sleep in their own beds and sort of rest up. Um, they did not practice today, so, um, which is good. They'll do an early morning skate, uh, day of, and, but, you know, this first long road trip was a little bit difficult, I think, especially with the coast to coast, uh, situation, but... And then after that, they have Thanksgiving off, which is nice. Um, American Thanksgiving, obviously. But And then they return to the ice Friday um, against Vancouver. Uh, we will be at that game. The Canucks are... I mean... Again, I have no expectations whenever we go into a game. But, like, the Canucks aren't exactly, like thriving so Um,
0: you should listen to like the radio like canadian radio and like the the podcasts that like folks do it's oh my god it's like it's kind of reminiscent of how like people react when like the leafs are losing and it's like burn it all down like fire everybody it's very interesting yeah i did get a sense of that they They
1: lost pretty they lost pretty big the other day right and everyone was kind of like why are we letting this happen
0: no they lost to chicago one nothing but they had, like, 40 shots on goal, like, and it's just like Marc-Andre Fleury just decided that that was the game that he was going to, like, shit on everybody. And so it was just, like, a frustrating loss because it was one of those situations where it's like, oh, we probably, like, should have won that game. <laughs> it's like, what's going wrong? Like, what do we need to do better?
1: But Yeah, so we leave some, some quality Friday night hockey, and immediately the team gets on a plane uh, to St. Louis and... Uh, We'll play in St. Louis on Saturday night, um, which will be the start of another um, decently long road trip. Uh, We won't go into too much, too much detail um, about those next few games, but we'll see Nashville, Dallas and Washington before we come back home. So it'll be another week long road trip for the fellas. Um, So we'll see. But at least it's not as much um, like coast to coast travel. It's kind of all in that mid, midwest part of the the country that we'll be traveling through. But so yeah, lots of lots of blue jacket talkie to come, and once we get back on our regular schedule, lots more content. To
0: deal with, which this is the only weird one. We'll be back on schedule next week. Uh, you can oh, I
1: know. I'm just saying. But-
0: for, no, I'm. I'm just letting them know that they don't need to be too stressed because we'll be back next Monday with your regularly scheduled content. We'll talk about obviously these three games that we're talking about, and then uh preview our first national matchup. Oh my gosh, Stephen.
1: Oh, Stephen. Wow. He did not reply to awesome. the text message I sent yesterday, so I'm mad at him.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you were shady as hell. You were like, you really kept me on my toes. You beat him by 18 points in fantasy hockey. You really kept me on my toes. I lost the game by .1 this season. Talk about keeping me on my toes. You demolished
1: him, and you were like, "Oh, I was really close. Hey, that's You're what the little thing good. said. That's what the little thing said on top. It said, "Um, like up to the last minute or something.
0: I think there's probably some shade associated with the ESPN response. It's okay. I'm currently getting my butt kicked this week, so thanks you Alex. And, yeah, you and me both. It's not going well. I'm losing 36 to 13.
1: <laughs> I don't I'm not losing that bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's bad. It's bad over here. Um but We'll survive. We'll manage.
1: We will. It'll be great.
0: I hope. It's a holiday. So everybody's hurt for me. Like everybody's hurt. Like Nathan McKinnon is out. You know, uh, Braden Point just got hurt again. And then you have hey, Anders Lee has COVID. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say all the Ottawa Senators aren't playing games because of COVID. So it's just like a, a cluster. And so I'm really needing everybody to get healthy, but before we let the folks get ready for their game that they might be going to against the Jets, or maybe they're going to the game against the Canucks, or maybe they're just like hanging out on Thursday, getting ready for family to come over. What else have you got on your radar? Uh,
1: not a whole lot. I mean, you know, we're getting into a a pretty regular situation here and you know the holidays and all that sort of jazz. I would super love this is just random talk. I really hate daylight time. I just like cannot my seasonal depression is just really struggling, correct, <laughs> and I think Jeremy can attest to this because he was talking to me today about something pretty mundane, and I could tell in the way that he was looking at me that he could hear the fact that it sounded like I was starting to cry, and I really was really wasn't upset. It's just, I, yeah, freaking dark 20 hours a day in Ohio.
0: It's so bad. Could you imagine, like, living in Alaska, shout out to, like, Brandon Dubinsky, and, like, having to, like, constantly live in darkness for a period of time in the year? And then also, alternatively, live in a state of constant, like, light?
1: Yeah, my cousins did it for, my cousin is married, uh, she's a military wife, and they lived in Alaska for quite some time. Their stretches weren't as like uh, long as some of the even more northern bases and stuff in Alaska. But like, she had to like buy blackout curtains for everywhere in their house because you know, her kids wouldn't sleep if she did it. And yeah, no. No thanks.
0: Yeah, this is but, terrible. And I also like hate care curtains. Is this like, yeah. this is probably not the the podcast to have this conversation but blackout curtains to me like i hate them because they're so deceptive like the hotel that emily and i were in in la had blackout curtains and already it's kind of like effed up because you're dealing with like time change and all that kind of stuff and so that was big time trouble but then yeah it was just like no bueno when it came to sleeping way later than I thought I needed to and then turning out that it wasn't actually much later and that my body just hated me because of time changes.
1: See, that's where I'm kind of excited because the next opportunity that I have for blackout curtains is our friend's wedding in December. And I will be very excited to sleep until like 1045 when we have to check out of the hotel.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the plan for that for sure. I'm on board
1: like drunken debauchery cute dress sleeping till ten forty-five.
0: Correct. Well, speaking of debauchery, where can they find this debauchery at?
1: <laughs> that is such a good question. Um, you can find this debauchery um, on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod um, on Facebook at subjectively speaking. And we love interacting with you. So please find us on those platforms because we have a lot of fun. Also, we do a lot of contests on Twitter. So, like, if you want to win stuff, you should definitely follow us there. Uh, You can check out our super adorable website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. Jeremy designed it. I need to update my bio because I no longer work in higher education. Um, (laughs) And... (laughs) And then if you want to support your two favorite podcasters, you can buy some of our merch. Um, We have really cute designs, lots of fun, cold winter or cold weather uh, gear that you can wear to games. And you can check out our shop at subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. We will be announcing, I believe there is a Black Friday special that Threadless is doing. So if you want to get some free shipping or some discounts on our merch, that will be available later on this week. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Um, Again, we don't know why it matters, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please scroll on down, give us a five-star rating. Um, It helps us get noticed um, in the charts and by, you know, other people looking for hockey podcasts and helps us grow our little um, hockey community that we've started here. So we greatly appreciate all of you and all of your support.
0: I could not have said it better myself. And that's why I often don't. So until until we get the chance to connect with y'all next time, we hope you have a happy holiday season. We hope that your interactions with whoever you're around this week are are nice and, and common because I know that sometimes that's not always the case for folks who are spending time with folks that they maybe don't want to spend time with. But listen. On the back end of it, you'll have another episode of Subjectively Speaking on Monday. So really, you can make it through anything knowing that that's on the other end. But until then, take care of yourself. Enjoy the holiday. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.